This episode of the Productivityist Podcast is brought to you by Backblaze, a pioneer in robust, scalable, low-cost cloud backup and storage services. With Backblaze, you can have personal online backup all the way to enterprise-scale data storage solutions. I'll have more on Backblaze during this episode of the show, so stick around for that. This episode of the Productivityist Podcast is also brought to you by the University of California, Irvine's Division of Continuing Education. If you're trying to start a new career, build a company, or better develop an appreciation of the world around you, UCI Division of Continuing Education has the resources needed to support your undertaking. I'll have more to say about the UCI Division of Continuing Education during the podcast, so stick around. But for now, let's get on with the show. Welcome to the Productivityist Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Vardy, and this week on the show, I'm speaking with Clayton Morris. And this is an interesting conversation because it's not some one that I would necessarily have thought to speak to, but holy smokes, when we get into it, there's a lot of stuff that we uh, we dig into. Clayton was a news anchor on the number one cable news show in the world, and then one day he just said, okay, that's it, he's done. He gave the nine to five the slip, as he said, and now he's focusing on investing in real estate and stuff. We talk about this idea of being a bulldog with your productivity right out of the gate. We get into that. We talk about our reading habits. There's so much that we can get into and his story about why he made the shift and what it took for him to do that. There's lots of lessons to be learned in this episode. So stick around. Here is my conversation with Clayton Morris here on the Productivityist podcast. Enjoy. I'd like to welcome Clayton Morris to the Productivityist podcast. Clayton, thanks for joining me today. Hey, thanks for having me, Mike. So off the top, I talked a little bit about you, uh, you know, and and one of the things that that kind of immediately stuck out to me when when I was going through my notes preparing for this interview was was this idea of how to be a bulldog with your productivity. And I was like, wow, that sounds fierce. And it, <laughs> and, and the funny thing is, is that people who've listened to the show for a while know that my approach is, you know, time crafting. Crafting sounds like it's, you know, it's, it's, it's molded. It's, it evolves over time. You get better with it. It's a bit more holistic and maybe, uh, maybe gentle might be the word. And then you hear the word bulldog and bulldogs can be gentle. But the first thought that comes to mind is like, whoa, uh, the, it's almost like protective or guarded. Uh, can you talk a little bit about what you mean by how to be a bulldog with your productivity? I think, you know, the way your approach is fantastic for sort of slow and steady wins the race, right? And I really admire that strategy. And I try to really incorporate that as part of my bulldog strategy. But I feel like when I'm when I'm like a dog with a bone going after whether it's financial freedom, which is, you know, what I was so passionate about. And I, if I'm going after a big goal, I like to strike while the iron is hot. And that re- that means for me, becoming a bulldog, removing all of the excess, all of the things that are not in alignment with hitting that goal. So honestly, looking at buying houses or whatever I was doing in order to get to financial freedom, I put that post-it note on my computer. I put it on my refrigerator, on my whiteboard. You know, I wanted to get to 12 rental properties that would make my family financially free, right? Um, 
how was I going to get there? And then I started carving out those time blocks where I started seeing, okay, I need to do this, this, and this in order to get to that, to that goal. Um, and so now I've moved more into maybe a craftsman, uh, like your sort of soul approach to it, because now I'm, I've shifted, I've, you know, hit that financial freedom over the last few years. And now I'm really trying to be more intentional with that time, really carving out time to meditate, carving out time to rest, carving out time to read, you know, putting those big blocks of time around so that I can be a little slower. But man, when I'm working on a big project, I am like a dog with a bone and it's all consuming. And I just focus in on that like a bulldog. You know, it's, it, as we were uh, preparing for the interview, we, we had a bit, bit of a chat before we went live and we talked about our office spaces, right? Like, you know, we talked about how right. the, the space you're in right now, you're, you've just made some transformations to it. I'm in the midst, as we're recording this, of transforming my office into something different than what it was, a bit more uh, warm uh, study as, as opposed to a stark uh, minimalist kind of look. Uh, how important to you is environment, especially considering your background, where you were, what you, what the kind of stuff you did before, what you're doing now? How important is environment and, and tailoring your environment or, or adapting to your environment when it comes to, uh, you know, delivering uh, results that you want to see? I really think it's incredibly important to have that environment reflect your intentions. So I always want to be more organized. I always want to have uh, a cleaner mind, a more focused mind, right? A more relaxed mind, a more a calmer presence. So to have my office then just filled with a bunch of crap that's like, you know, hoarders TV show consuming me and falling in on the walls around me, that is not conducive to me uh, to create that sort of focused environment. So I think if you can help because I'm just not disciplined by nature. So, mm. you know, I, I see my son and my, my wife and I were like, he's eight years old. We're like, why? Miles, can you just, why is it so difficult for you just to pick up your pajamas off the floor and put them in the drawer? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's my boy, yep. you know, and then my little girl's like, so she has everything in its place, you know, everything's in a shelf, everything's put away. She can tell you where that one little item is that she left in a little purse, you know, like five months ago. We're like, how do you remember that? And Miles is like, I don't know where that is. And I'm <laughs> the same way. So I think, you know, I have to fight up against that. So I don't want an office space that is just filled with nostalgia and clutter and keeps me away from that sort of zen zen focus that i want you know i'm still looking at my desk and my my son stuck a <laughs> stuck a rubik's cube on here i've got yeah. a chapstick a highlighter a crayon but i want this crap out of here right right <laughs> right right how, how do you have a lot of like I've, i'm looking at my office as we're talking i mean the angle that i have uh you know i can look and i see all of my books that are in my office do you have a lot of books do you do you read a lot you know, it's a great question. So this reading thing, right, that I've heard so much about now, sure, um, <laughs> no, so the uh, books, I have to tell you, this is a, a source of, and you're really hitting on a, an interesting thing here. You're, you're hitting on um, a little bit of contentiousness in our house right now. Mm -hmm. I, my wife and I are avid book readers, you know, um, we, we have a, we have a Goodreads account, you know, you can follow us what we read on Goodreads and, and we read a lot. But why do we need to be surrounded by physical stuff? And so we've really been diving into what that means for us as human beings to be surrounded by this physical stuff. You know, Wayne Dyer, in the years before he passed away, he gave away everything, mm -hmm. his book, everything. And he just chose to live a real peaceful, intentional life. 
He wasn't any less productive because he wasn't surrounded by piles of newspapers and clippings and high school trophies from your water polo tournament days. What about that stuff is meaningful, right? And so I really try to look at the items I surround myself now with the things that bring me joy. And you can try to go through all your stuff and say to yourself, man, this, this, all this stuff brings me joy, but it's not true. So I fight up against that. I come from a family of hoarders. You know, my mom just kept a lot of stuff, you know, mm -hmm. and my wife didn't, uh, very minimal. And so she'd ask me, if you're going to get these books, then you got to put them in your office. I don't want to see them. We don't need your big history books here in the living room on display to show off. So we're having this conversation right now in our family. I don't know about you. Do you, I mean... It, it's you, it's the same principles. Most of this stuff is, I mean, I'm looking around my office right now. I'm a big Green Lantern fan. Uh, all my Green Lantern stuff is in my office. I mean, you're not going to put that in the bedroom anyways or anywhere else in the house. I mean, uh, you know, I've got books, all of my, all of my nonfiction books are in, are in my office. The fiction ones we actually have throughout the house. We have, um, we live in a uh, house that's a little over a hundred years old in, in, in a, in a, you know, an older part of, of the city of Victoria. And, uh, you know, we, so all of our fiction books are upstairs. In fact, one of the things my wife was really, uh, uh, insistent upon when we moved in here was um, there was a space where we could have put a TV and it would have made it the central focal point of our living room. And she was adamant that that wasn't going to happen. She did not want the TV to be the focal point of the, of the living space. And to, to that end, when I grew up uh, in a household where everyone had a TV in their room, right. You know, <laughs> like, and the TV was the centerpiece because that's where, right. what you did. Um, and so my son is a voracious reader. My daughter is a voracious reader. I was young when I was younger, I did read a lot. And then I stopped, um, because, and I think this is, this is what can happen is you in school, you get forced to read books. You have no desire to read. And that's what happened to me. And I think it happens more particularly, especially my wife and I talked about this in, in university and in post-secondary in college, where you have to read books that you have no interest in reading. And, and so my wife does not read any nonfiction books. Now, for me, that's pretty much all I read is nonfiction. Occasionally, I'll, like the last fiction book I read, I think was Andy Weir's The Martian, you know, like, it, which was great. But, right. but, and that would got me into, to that. And actually, to be honest, most of the fiction books that I will read will be audible. They'll be audio books because then they're telling me a story. Um, but for me, like I'm looking around my office and I see things like, like some of my more recent books that I picked up Astro Ball by Ben Ryder, the guy who, um, uh, he predicted, uh, he was the guy that did the Sports Illustrated cover where, uh, George Springer was on it in 2014 and said, ladies and gentlemen, you're 2017 World Series champion, Houston Astros. And I'm an Astros fan. Well, the fact the Astros did win, I'm like, okay, what, what, what is, it's like the new, new version of Moneyball. I'm looking at, uh, right. I'm looking at Principles by Ray Dalio. I picked up, um, a, a couple of other books just, uh, the other day from Powell's Books. We were in Portland and, uh, I picked up a couple of books there, including The Last Lecture, which is one I've read before, but I want, and I think that's the other thing is I think that, like you said, surround yourself with things that matter, that have meaning. And there is something about, and Ryan Holiday talks about this, physical books. I mean, I have ebooks and I have, you know, audio books, but to be able to write in the margins of books, like I've been reading Quest, uh, Creative Quest by Questlove, and I, I've 
now finally decide, you know what, these books are precious enough that I'm going to write in them when something happens that that sparks me. So the, that. there's that, that, that. So yes, I'm a big physical book guy, but I am being, I, I'm also more than willing to give away books if I'm like, hey, you know what, I've gotten all I can get out of this. Hey, you, you could use this, uh, you could use this book or, or across the street. We've got those little libraries that you can have on the street. So I've dropped right. off a few there as well. I mean, I love that. So what you bring up uh, Ryan Holiday, which is a great point. And I've been thinking about his point about the one shelf idea mm-hmm. because he, he, you know, he, he makes the point that how often are you ever going to go back and read these books? And so why are you surrounding yourself with them other than to maybe make yourself feel better? So I love Star Trek and I have all these uh, Star Trek novels um, and I still, you know, collect them and mm-hmm. they go back many, many years. And so I love, love all the covers and I would order them off eBay if I couldn't find one. And so I had a big shelf of them when I was redoing my office, they all just got kind of packaged up and I put them sort of in my closet. And now I just have like a very Spartan space and just got like a few little items in here, like a little, uh, you know, we've got a home pod in here. I've got mm-hmm. one or two books, uh, Eckhart Tolle book. I've got like a, like a, a Himalayan salt lamp. Um, just kind of looking around in here and a uh, little, um, uh, X-wing fighter from George Lucas. Um, and you know, that's it. Nothing else. Oh, I've got a one and a drawing on my wall from Jim Lee, uh, comic yep. book artist. Yeah. I love um, comic book stuff. You should, I mean, my, my whole office is, uh, <laughs> decorated with Green Lantern and Moon Knight and Vision and all that stuff. By the way, side oh, note, Moon if, yeah, Moon Knight. Oh, he's like the, look him up. Marvel. Oh, I know. Uh, I love Moon, yeah. Moon Knight's great. I, I, the net, they have to, I mean, we might, I've said we got to make this timeless, but hopefully at some point when, when I say, I can't wait to watch the Moon Knight series, there's actually a Moon Knight series. <laughs> I would be blown away. Hey, if they can make a Doctor Strange movie, they yeah. can make a Moon Knight series. Are you a small business owner struggling to find the right talent for your team? I've been there and I know how challenging it can be. That's why I recommend LinkedIn Jobs. It's not just any job board. It's a community where you can find professionals who are the perfect fit for your business, many of whom aren't checking other job sites. In fact, 70% of LinkedIn users aren't visiting other leading job sites, making LinkedIn your best bet for finding top talent. With LinkedIn jobs, you can post your job and reach qualified candidates quickly. 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate within 24 hours. And now... You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation. That's right, for free. Don't miss out on finding top talent. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation today. Terms and conditions apply. Meal planning is important because it prevents us from being a disappointed wreck when dinner time comes around and we have no clue what to make or even if we have the ingredients to make the meal. It's a time and a money saver, but most importantly, it frees up valuable brain space. Creating a meal plan prepares us for the week to come and gives us peace of mind that we're organized and can feed ourselves and our family. That's why I do it, and that's why Plan to Eat helps me do it. Your subscription includes access to the Plan to Eat website and fully featured mobile apps on iOS and Android. And Plan to Eat gives you the tools to clip and organize recipes from any website, the ones your family loves and that fit your dietary preferences and needs. And you can create a meal plan around your schedule. Then what happens is the Plan to Eat software automatically creates an organized shopping list based on your plan. So sign up for your free trial at plantoeat.com slash timecrafting. That's plantoeat.com forward slash timecrafting. The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today.
All right, we're going to take a break from the show now to talk about a sponsor for this episode, Backblaze. Now, Backblaze has been around for a long time. As I mentioned off the top of the show, they are a pioneer in robust, scalable, low-cost cloud backup and storage services. But what Backblaze offers is gimmick-free, unlimited cloud backup for Macs and PCs for just $6 a month per computer. And the great thing about Backblaze is that it backs up documents, music, photos, videos, drawings, projects, pretty much everything. In fact, not just pretty much everything, everything. And that's really valuable uh, to whether you're an entrepreneur or just trying to back up your personal stuff. You don't want to lose those photos of your trip to Hawaii or your, you know, or those videos, those home movies of of your your kids or those incredible projects or ideas that you've kind of let sit in the documents folder and now are wondering where they might be. Those things are really important and Backblaze gives you the capability of knowing that they're safe and sound. You can restore just one file with Backblaze or you can store all of them. Really, the choice is yours and you can access all your data anywhere in the world on the web or on the go with the app. You can even return the drive and get a full... You can even restore... Your drive by mail, if you have a complete system failure, you can purchase a hard drive or flash drive with all your data on it, overnighted via FedEx, and then you can even return the drive and get a full refund. It's a total win-win. One of the unique things that Backblaze offers is this restore return refund program. So what you do is you buy a hard drive restore, you send the hard drive back, and within 30 days, you can get a full refund. And best of all, you can restore just one file or all your files. The choice is really yours. Right. So there's lots of really great things that you can get out of Backblaze. You never lose a file again. You can back up an unlimited amount of data. You have unlimited bandwidth, unlimited file size. There's nothing not to like about Backblaze. And I'm going to give you even more to like right now because Backblaze is offering a special offer to Productivity as Podcast listeners. That's right. You can receive a fully featured, fully featured. 15-day no-risk free trial at backblaze.com slash timecrafting. So you're going to be able to look over all that Backblaze has to offer. You can go there, play with it, and just start protecting yourself from anything that could potentially go wrong, all those bad times that you never expect but could show up at any time. Backblaze has got you covered. So go to backblaze.com slash timecrafting and get that full-featured 15-day no-risk free trial Today, I'd like to thank Backblaze for sponsoring this episode of the Productivities Podcast. Now, let's get back to the show. And, and that's funny. So here's a here's a great example of of meaning, right? So I was uh, out with my daughter and we were shopping for something. Uh, I can't remember what we were looking at. And I went into um, GameStop or EB Games or whatever it is, the, the, the video game store. And behind the counter, they had an Eye of Agamotto, like an actual... And it was 60 bucks. And I'm like, you know what? I, I, my my whole thing is I'm a time guy, right? And so for me to have the the actual time stone <laughs> in my office made sense. So I bought I bought the Eye of Agamotto. It's it's actually the it's got the certificate of authenticity and all that stuff. And I'm looking at it right now. It's sitting on my on my my uh, new new little rustic office cabinets. And it's just there as a reminder. And I think that's the thing is, you know, if you can find things that remind you, and, and again, if you want to be Spartan about it, be Spartan about it. But like, you know, I have a Green Lantern uh you know, lithograph that my mom got me and it's on my wall right now. I've got, um, John Acuff did a, a combination with Grant Snyder and John's been on the show before, but the idea of uh, the, this print is called perfect. And it's like, here's the perfect book you will never write. Here's the perfect book. you. So it's, it's again, a gentle right. reminder. And I think that, that when it comes to, especially once you, once you are the person that when you, when you either a, you're the person that 
needs to, you don't have a boss anymore. So you need to have those triggers that remind you of why you're doing what you're doing or, um, or something that just moves you forward. Um, or it's just, uh, you know, you need something that when, when, when your, uh, your decision fatigue takes over or you're, you're wondering, well, Hey, why, you know, how am I going to get this thing done? Anything that can spark joy or motivation. If you have those there, they can be really, really powerful. Yeah. I mean, I have a few crystals on my desk. I have like a tiger eye, which is a really powerful, uh, you know, powerful crystal. And once you kind of go down the rabbit hole, you know, if you're really into productivity and you realize that, you know, the earth crystals have like a lot of power as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've got, I have Agamotto that's sitting there. I mean, that's a powerful, <laughs> but I mean, you know, if you have like an amethyst or something that you can like pick up. So I have this little, uh, my little baby girl walks in she says, Bua, she's mm-hmm. a little baby. It's a little Buddha. Mm-hmm. And so it's a little tiger eye Buddha and I'll pick it up while I'm doing some work and just hold it for a few seconds, you know, and just like, you're right. Those little things that can bring and spark joy for you. But I think an important distinction is what you and I are talking about is that if it becomes something where it's trying to, you know, frame your identity Mm -hmm. or that this is important to help, you know, other people know who you are, like this, this diploma or this award from when you were in sixth grade, like, what is that saying about you now? And is it actually moving you forward? You know, if I look, you're talking about times, like, well, who is the person I want to become? Right. So is, is this thing that was, it's up here from when I was 16 years old. Is it, is it where I'm going? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and how important is it for me to be surrounding myself with these, with these things? So it's been discussion over the past few years in our house, and it's really led to a lot of catharsis, cleaning stuff out, cruft, moving us forward as a family. Well, and I think the other, like, I'm looking right now directly across me. This is the newest piece of art that I got. It was like 14 bucks at Marshall's. And it was, it's a, just a white frame with, uh, it's, it's made by a quote company. It says, well done is better than well said. And the reason I bought it was because, uh, we, we tend to, um, we, we see a lot of social media and we see a lot of talk like, Hey, I'm going to do this. Hey, I'm going to do that. And I'm, I'm as guilty of it as anybody else, but, uh, I want to focus more on the well done part. Like, uh, mm. you know, as opposed right. to, as opposed to, you know, all the chatter that you hear online about here's what's going on. And we, I mean, I think there are people that are doing that. They're actually doing stuff. So they're talking about, and they're executing at the same time, but there's some people who are just talking a good game, but not executing. So oh, that, yeah. that there is, is a, is a reminder to me. And, and let yeah, I want to shift gears a little bit because you, you made a, a shift when you moved away from being an anchor man to what you do now. Like that's, how did, how did that happen? Because I mean, my, my shift from Costco, uh, you know, employee to like manager to the guy who clicked and welcomed people into the warehouse to now running, you know, a, a, a time management and, and, you know, productivity company, uh, to, to that's, that's a, a gap, but yours is, is fascinating too, in that you had like, you were, you were high profile in, in what you did, uh, you know, uh, on, on the news. And now, now you're doing something that seems like it's completely, uh, completely different. Is it all that different? Well, it's it's a couple of questions there in one because yeah. it's not all that different in that because now, you know, I have my YouTube channel for Morris Invest. I get to do my, you know, my investing in real estate podcast. So I'm still broadcasting. I'm talking to you right now mm-hmm. as a broadcaster. I still get to flex those muscles and communicate for a living, right? And I mm-hmm. still love to do that and connect with people. So in that way, it's similar. 
What's dissimilar is that I'm doing it for myself now. You know, I'm not doing it where I'm making Rupert Murdoch rich. You know, right, and right, right. We had the most profitable show on the network. We were the number one morning show in the world on cable news, and so that show was four hours long. Imagine the amount of commercials you can cram into that four hours. Mm-hmm. It's the most profitable show on the network because it's so long and it's you know it's the morning, and so. Um, yeah, you know, and then I would have to do stories that had I was of no interest to me, you know. Right. And now I can just focus on financial freedom and passive income and helping people create financial intelligence for themselves, you know, and get out of that rat race. Um, so the leap though for me was, you know, it's still a job, Mike. I mean, yeah, you know, yes, it's it's fancy. I, you know, it was a network news job. I spent 18 years in TV and 10 years at the network. But guess what? Every few years you have a contract negotiation. And guess what? Every few years I was always sweating it. Am I going to be able to pay the mortgage for my family? What if like what if they think I'm ugly or they don't, you know, they think I'm not good enough and they're not going to renew my contract. You're only as good as your next contract. Mm-hmm. Therefore, your paycheck is contingent upon somebody else. And so I lost my job in Philadelphia um, right before I got the network job. I was working, I was Good Day Philadelphia morning anchor. And they encouraged me to move to Philadelphia, back home, my hometown, you know, and I was like, yes, great. So I moved up in the market rank. I get to market four, which is Philly. I'm home. They're running ads during Eagles games. My friends from high school are calling. They're like, what? You're on t- what? You know, and they encouraged me to buy a house in Philly because you're going to be here for a number of years. And then uh, nine months into my contract, they had an option to not renew me, and they didn't. They said, we want to take the show in a harder news direction. We brought you here to make the show fun and lighter, and we think, you know, we, we, we sold you a bill of goods. We're just not going to renew your contract, so bye-bye. And I said, what? I have a house? I'm out of a job? And I flashed back to watching my dad lose his job when I was 12 years old. And I remember that day he was just terrified in the kitchen, you know, he was pacing around and he was downsized, you know, and he was older in his life. So for him to go out and get another job in his late fifties, early sixties was going to be difficult. He was a manager. They just downsized him. It wasn't for lack of his work ethic. He was amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just, you know, had that flashback to that moment. And I was like, you know, I'm not going to have somebody else dictate my life for me ever again. So I got the network job, Fox, the you know network called and said, hey, there's a big separation between church and state. We don't care what local stations do. That local Fox affiliate that let you go, we we want you to here to come to the network, Um, put on your big boy pants and, and here we go. And so that didn't matter even for me then. I knew it was still a paycheck and I vowed then I started investing in real estate. So I started buying properties and. So you, so you set it up. So you, it was almost, it it wasn't that, oh, I'm, I'm now at this network job and this other thing came along while you were at the network job. You, it's almost, I mean, and similar story here, but it's, you know, you, when I left Costco, I started working online and I could see that there was some balance. Like I need to build this up on the other side because who knows when the bottom's going to fall out of this. So you, you went into the, the Fox network deal with, I need to have something there. I need to have a, a, a parachute. I need to have a soft landing spot possibly yeah. th- so that you could decide when to leave as opposed to you getting forced out or, or, or the same thing happening to your dad and in turn, what had happened to you in Philly. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I love broadcasting. I would sneak downstairs when I was a kid and watch Letterman and Carson, you know, (laughs) wanted to, you know, so I love the medium of broadcasting. So 
but you're right. I mean, I just knew that I had to figure out a way to create a safety net for myself and a 401k is not going to cut it. No, you know, the average 401, if you're, if you're investing just in your 401k, you're losing. I mean, the average 401k at retirement is $92,000. You're going li- to retire in your sixties and live for the rest of your life on 92,000. Even if, if, even if it's a couple hundred thousand dollars, how quickly you will run out of that is a losing strategy. So I knew that that what we had been taught was wrong. And I started diving into this world of real estate and realized like, man, the reason they don't teach this stuff, the reason you don't see ads for it on television is because no one's making money off of it. There's no middleman mm-hmm. spending millions of dollars on commercials, right? You see those commercials for fidelity or whatever, and they've got follow the green line to retirement. Right. They're they're spending millions of dollars on those ads so that you will call them and put your money with them, therefore pay an enormous amount of money in fees to work with them for them to put your money in mutual funds or ETFs or whatever and get minimal returns. With real estate investing, you go buy a house. There's no like middleman standing there, like with you know, like, hey, I'll do so. So, you know, that's why we were never taught that. I, you know, you talk about the Astros, right? I remember I remember during the World Series, there was a commercial. There was two commercials, and I flipped out. I did a whole podcast episode on it mm-hmm. where there was you – know, I can tell I get passionate about this. Sorry. <laughs> no, um, no, no, no. This is good. <laughs> but there was a commercial break, and, you know, it was showing like this hu- husband and wife, and they were clearly, re- you know, in their retirement. They had like even like fake gray hair dye sitting there in the financial advisor's office. Mm-hmm. And the financial advisor – Starting an online business or expanding your physical storefront online has never been easier thanks to Shopify. This global commerce platform supports you at every stage of your business journey. From launching your online shop to managing a million orders, Shopify is there to simplify and accelerate your growth. It's not just about selling products. Shopify helps you manage every aspect of your business with their all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. But that's not all. Shopify helps you convert visitors into customers with the best converting checkout process on the internet, which performs up to 36% better than other platforms. And now a special offer for my listeners. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash timecrafting, all lowercase. Whether you're just starting out or looking to scale up, Shopify is the perfect partner for your business. Says to them, well, it looks like it looks like you did it. It looks like we can do it. Meaning they were in there. They were like 70. And this financial advisor is turning to them saying, you know, I think you're going to be OK for the next like 10 years of your life. We put enough away. We kind of stored enough like a little nest egg. Now go enjoy it. And the, the, the woman looks up at her husband. She's like, we did it. Like she was shocked that and now she now and they went and buy a boat and they're in their 70s and they're like, Grandma, can you play with me on the boat? And I just got so furious about that paradigm. Yeah. Like why you and I are in our 40s. Why aren't they planning it then and figuring out that strategy then to live their life? Now their knee is given out. Right. Yep. <laughs> but Tim Ferriss talks about in the four hour work week. Do you want to be at near death when you get the boat and and. Ah, it just makes me so mad. And so, yeah, that's, I just decided to change. And I said, you know what? I'm done with TV. I've done it for 10 years. I don't want to get up at three in the morning anymore and, and work for somebody else. And I'm done.
We're going to take another break from the show to talk about another sponsor. And this sponsor is the University of California, Irvine Division of Continuing Education. Now, the UCI Division of Continuing Education has been around since 1962 and has been offering education for adult learners in Orange County for over half a century. But you do not have to live in Orange County to reap the benefits of what UCI Division of Continuing Education has to offer because there are 30,000 enrollments from students worldwide each year. And they offer hundreds of exciting courses and programs to local, regional, and global constituencies. Now, there are courses that are taught by expert instructors with industry experience, so you know you're getting the goods. And there's certificate programs and specialized studies programs available, which is great. And you can advance your career in as little as six months. So when time is of the essence and you want to make every moment matter, UCI Division of Continuing Education is going to let you do that. It's going to help you make that happen. Um, They offer over 60 convenient certificates and specialized studies programs on campus and also online that are designed for the working professional. So if you're seeking career advancement and personal enrichment, or you, you really just want to kind of better develop an appreciation of the world around you, the UCI Division of Continuing Education has the resources needed to support your undertakings. Now, spring quarter is coming up and registration's open. So if you want to take advantage of this special offer that they're giving productivity as podcast listeners, you need to visit ce.uci.edu slash podcast and then enter the promo code podcast. And what that'll give you is 15% off of one course. Now, this discount is for almost all of the certificate programs. The exceptions are test prep courses and some of the educational credentials programs. But if you go to ce.uci.edu slash podcast and enter that promo code podcast, you'll get 15% off one of the many courses that UCI Division of Continuing Education has to offer. Now, this offer is only valid for a limited time. In fact, as of March 31st at 11.59 p.m., this offer is gone. So take advantage of it while you can. I'd like to thank the UCI Division of Continuing Education for sponsoring this episode of the Productivity is Podcast. Now, let's get back to the show. One of the things that uh, this brings to mind is when I saw Derek Sivers speak at uh, a conference in Portland, the World Domination Summit a few years ago, he talked about, uh, you know, when you forge out on your own, it's for three reasons, and they all vary in degree of importance. And you talk about three priorities. We're going to get to that in a little bit, but uh, and prioritization. But he said, you know, it's fame, fortune, and freedom. He goes, one will, one will override uh, all of the others. Uh, and for me, it's freedom. Yeah, sure, fortune is important. I need to have enough money. And fame fame it's not it's not that big a deal because at the end of the day i mean you 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 only get to shape your legacy so far it sounds like to me that freedom is what you were looking for and financial freedom is is the adjective on on top of the freedom right like it's the thing that okay i want freedom and financial freedom is is a is an adjunct of that is that is that fair to say i think absolutely true because you know i kind of come back to the 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 why part of it um so if, if to me, what does freedom mean? It's and when people say, oh, I want to be wealthy. Um, what does well, that even it, mean? <laughs> right. Wealthy. Is it just money in the bank? No, actually, it's a derivation of a, you know, of an ancient uh, of an ancient word. I mean, it just means basically being well. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it just means allowing your life to be full. So it could mean wealth for some people could mean, yeah, we have the safety net in the bank. But you know what? I just. I want to spend my nights with my kids and not get home at eight o'clock right when they're going to bed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I live near Manhattan. I don't work in Manhattan anymore. And we're wondering, we're actually thinking of getting out of here because we're like, why are we paying the ridiculous taxes in New Jersey? But it's a whole other story for a whole nother day. But, um, I see these people, I'm out taking walks, listening to podcasts and, 
enjoying my kids and it's four in the afternoon. Then it's like, I'm taking the trash out. It's eight o'clock at night. And I see some people that work in Manhattan, like pulling their cars up and getting home with their ties on. And I'm thinking, man, that could be me. Like I'm one step away from that, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm one, I'm a little bit removed from that because they have to commute two hours. And so freedom can mean a lot of different things, but I think at the heart of at the heart of it, it allows you to be who you truly want to be is the key. Let's talk about prioritization a little bit. Now, uh, Greg McEwen in his book, Essentialism, he clearly uh, marks out that the word priorities is is a fallacy. It's created by companies and industry um, because the word priority literally means the next thing. So having more than one next thing means that your focus is split either 50-50 or 33-33 or whatever. Uh, you talk about prioritization. How, like, how do you focus on prioritization, not just in, not just in what you do uh, you know, uh, with, with relationship to, uh, you know, real estate and such, but also even, even just in, in your daily life, because I think a lot of people can relate, uh, more to that than let's say the, the real estate component, because, um, but I'd love to hear that aspect of it as well. Yeah. I mean, throw real estate out the window. I don't care how people create passive income in their life, you mm-hmm. know, whether it's gold or they buy a business, you know, like Walter White in Breaking Bad and they run a car wash. That's that's passive income. right? <laughs> um, so, you know, but I do I know, real estate. Who cares? Right. That's my vehicle. Right. And so I think this gets to the heart of your question. And I really think it's three steps for me. And this is nothing revolutionary, but really is be, do and have. And so I start with that framework when I'm looking at what I'm going to accomplish. And so being, am I, am I right in my being by taking on this task or am I doing it for money? So is it right with my soul that I'm going to take on this project? I've got a lot of things flying at me right now. Tons of emails. People want this want that. Can you partner on this project? Can we do? And if it's just to make money, then no. But if it's moving a message forward that helps people live a better life and I can get up on stage, like I just had a couple of offers to to speak in front of a couple hundred people uh, at an event in February mm-hmm. where I can speak to people who you know want to learn more about financial freedom. That makes sense for my time, right? right. That's That's where I prioritize. But just to do this one thing that I can lend my name to in order to make more money, uh, whether it's really not in keeping with who I am. No, that's not going to, that's not a priority. That's not going to be important to me. So I look at those three components being, is it right with my being first? Then the doing is the mechanics, right? I don't care. Real estate. Great. Um, buying billboards, that's passive and great. So the mechanics, the vehicle to get there, and then the have is then then you're worthy of all of that. You're worthy of the having of that money, of that freedom. If you've gotten those two things in line first. But this is why lottery winners go right to the have. Mm-hmm. And they end up losing it all, right? They're not good stewards of their money. So they get all this money. Or you've heard the stories about NFL players or NBA stars who they come in all of this money, but they weren't right with their being first. Um, and they just lost it all. They spend it on fancy cars and then they break their ankle and they're retired and they, they don't have the money anymore. We hear these stories all the time. So Clayton, this has been a great conversation. I'm sure we could, we could just keep going, but, uh, and, and I'll definitely want to have you back on cause there's more stuff we can discuss, but for now, where can people keep up with you and uh, learn more about what you do and, and just, uh, not lose sight. Uh, let's keep, uh, keep the conversation going. 
Well, and thanks for that. I mean, you know, I, I, you get a feeling about someone. It's like, I know you and I, we were hanging out. We'd be, just be talking all day because you and I are on the same wavelength. So thank you for that. Um, honestly, I think the best way to connect with me is, uh, you know, I try to be very responsive on uh, on social media. So we have our podcast, uh, the Investing in Real Estate podcast, a very generic name, but, uh, you know, it's just my ugly mug um, doing the podcast. We try to help you there. So that's a good place if you like podcasts. Um and then my YouTube channel, and we I jump into the comments every day to respond to people on our YouTube channel, uh, Morris Invest on YouTube. So any questions people have about motivation and and uh, and mindset around passive income and financial freedom, and then we we get into specifics around what types of properties to buy and all that kind of stuff. But we try to keep it high level as well. So those are kind of probably the best two places to connect uh, connect with me. Clayton, thanks again for joining me today on the show. Thanks so much for having me. And there you have it. I'd like to thank Clayton for joining me on the show this week. We had a lot of fun. If you go to productivityist.transistor.fm slash 236, that's where all the show notes can be found. You can subscribe to the show there on wherever or whatever app you're listening to. Uh, if you listen to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever, you can go there and subscribe. You can do that in your app as well. And in fact, I encourage you to do so. That way you don't miss a single episode. I'd also love it if you gave a rating and or review for the show so it can help with discoverability. It can help me improve the show. There's so many reasons and it only takes a few seconds to leave a review and a rating. You know, it's time well spent because it's going to help me make the show better. And if I'm offering some stuff of value to you. I'd love it if you could uh, just, that's all I'm asking for, just a quick rating and review, and it'll make the show even better. I'd like to thank John Polstra for producing the show this week. I'd like to thank Connie for putting together the show notes and getting everything good to go. Uh, I'd like to, of course, thank Clayton for joining me on the show. And I'd like to thank our sponsors for this episode. We've got Backblaze. Again, make sure you visit backblaze.com slash timecrafting. And that way they know, first off, you're coming from Backblaze and you're supporting the show, but also you're going to get that fully featured 15-day no-risk free trial. So again, backblaze.com slash timecrafting. I'd also like to thank the other sponsor we have for this episode, the UCI Division of Continuing Education. So visit ce.uc ci.edu slash podcast and enter that promo code podcast to get 15% off one of their courses. Again, remember the discount is for almost all of the certificate programs. And remember that the offer is valid only until March 31st at 11.59 p.m. That's it for this episode. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, I'm Mike Vardy, the host of the Productivityist podcast, reminding you to stop guessing and start going. I'll see you later.